Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Hey, good, Jason. Can you hear me? I can hear you. So this is the first time um, uh, connected. I got my AirPods. I'm hardwired to my desktop. Um, so a little bit different setup than okay. last time. So that's cool. Welcome to the club. How are you liking your AirPods? <laughs> um, it was one of those... Um, it was one of those things where my dad, um, long story short, but my mom had like a colonoscopy last year and he was um, worried for my mom that she would be like too, I don't know, how do you say it? Like disabled to like, you know, do much. Um, okay. And so just wanted, um, you know, saw AirPods on a commercial. And said, oh, that's neat. That's, you know, <laughs> um, not much to them. And naturally, my mom used it, what, one time? And then sure enough, one day I do the old, oh, can I just borrow them for like a weekend? <laughs> okay. <laughs> haven't returned them. So I love AirPods. Like I, <laughs> they're always in my pocket. Yes. Um, I, can, I can't feel the phone call without putting yeah. them on because I'm, 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 a, I'm a pacer back and forth. Like I'll wear, okay. um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wear up my floor. And it's yep. just perfect not having to hold it to my. So I might come off as a little bit douchey keeping it in my ear, but you know, it's really just a function of being comfortable um, with a phone and listening to music and all the other things. It's, it was really completely unexpected. I don't think I ever would have bought it on my own. I've had Bluetooth speakers before, but just the ease at which it connects to the device, um, it's it's just seamless and flawless. So it's a great product. It's <laughs> so this, so AirPods Pro are the uh, the longer stem ones, the original AirPods. The original. Okay. The original. So you haven't even discovered the ones where you have noise cancellation yet. I haven't yet. No. Okay. Like that's like a whole game changer once you get there. Just keep enjoying the ones you have. Uh, well, that might be I, dangerous for me because I'm already. Uh, first of all, when I'm upstairs, and say if I'm in the kitchen oh, okay. and my family's there, I, I can't exactly block them out. I do like to, yeah. you know, I, I, I find oh. wash. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I do like to wash dishes. It's, it's relaxing, but if I completely tune out my family, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a handful. <laughs> I so if I'm around people, um, AirPods go in the pocket. If I'm doing something like washing dishes, cleaning something monotonous then the airpods go in mm -hmm. so i can just sort of just carry forward and zone out um yeah. what i've done is if i need to be attentive i might just put one airpod on my put one airpod in the pocket and let one play right you now um yeah. which with uh that's like i guess music is totally fine um Air podcasts. I mean, I actually got into podcasts because I got AirPods. Um, oh, like, you know, I like I never really got into podcasts. And then some years ago, when my son was born, and I didn't have time to watch any anything, podcasts were the way for that I could consume any kind of content. But if I didn't have my AirPods right, right. and I wasn't consuming a pod, any kind of pod, audio content, I wouldn't have known what was going on in basketball. I wouldn't have known what was going on in the news. I just would have been got so it. too busy. And so you're right, like. Let's say you're out for a coffee with or a dinner or something like your mm -hmm. friend just said like, Hey, I'm going to go take a call. I'm going to the bathroom. It's like, you can quickly just whip out the AirPods, put them in for like 30 seconds, continue where exactly. you last left off, put them back in yeah. your pocket when your friend gets back. Um, and like, well, you're driving. I don't, I mean, obviously, well, number one, I think it's illegal to wear 
um, audio when you're driving. At least uh, both, not. both. You, you you can have one in your ear here in Canada. Oh, here in Ontario, you're allowed one in the ear. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that mm-hmm. okay. Well, again, okay, California, you're not allowed to put the stuff in your ear when you're driving, which um, I realize like it's too easy to just sort of space out when the uh, um, the audio's in my ear. Also. I do. I have noise cancellation, so that's definitely an easy way to just sort of lose track of where you are. Yeah, for like sure. when I'm crossing the road, for I'm sure. very cognizant. I say with living in a city, like when you're walking around and you're taking trains and stuff, the podcasts, the I mean, the audio, like Air AirPods, are really great because you know you're walking to the bus stop or walking away from the bus stop. You definitely have a few minutes to, before you get to home or wherever you're going. So, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. We just basically just did a whole like like unpaid unpaid advertisement for the airpods right now i know i know um my 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 podcasting introduction i don't know you probably were out of Canada at the time um i don't know if you ever heard cbc q radio no, um, i haven't the no. famous famous incident with gian gomeshi who was the host of the oh uh, i i'm acutely aware Bob. of the story but yeah he had the billy he had the billy bob thornton incident which went viral um yeah where Billy Bob did not want to talk about his acting career and he was just like, well, you know, it's fine. You want to talk about your hillbilly music or whatever you call it, <laughs> but like mo- most people want to know about your acting career. So I don't know enough. <laughs> he basically said like, I don't know enough about your music career to talk for the next two hours about your music <laughs> career. Right? And Billy Bob was just being like uh, total dick, total diva. Uh, so he kind of, he kind of blew up. Um, it's funny because, you know, Joe Rogan's in the news a lot and a lot of people are like, oh my God, how do you get such a platform? And is he really that smart and all that stuff? And I'll say two things about Joe Rogan. Um, he was incredible for young MMA fans trying to get into the UFC. He was definitely that guy who was a subject matter expert and was able to uh, break things down for, you know, novice viewers. Um, I think that since then, yeah, there's yeah. better people to do his job. That's okay. one. Although I think he's still the best in octagon interviewer um he just has a presence about him and a stage presence so i think he's still useful for that for use ufc broadcast but as a commentator i have no use for him um okay and he's obviously a smart guy he's you know he's he can talk for three hours talk to his people that interest him and all this stuff but you know when when people are thinking like oh my god you know who's like you know there's got to be another person in the pipeline that can you know do joe rogan and i would argue if anyone ever listened to gian gomeshi um, for CBC Q Radio, that guy was going places, and he got absolutely me tooed. Um, I don't know about the case. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that was what I was thinking about. That, uh, that's the only reason I know the guy's name was the whole. Right, right, right. But, 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 but we're talking about that time when, like, really a lot of people were making the switch to podcasting, and Q Radio okay. was already on streaming services and whatnot. And I just like this, like, you, you know, it's like. You know, imagine someone who was like a content creator just before YouTube. And, you know, once YouTube comes along, it was like just an easy, you know, transition. And they, you know, they, they, they were able to monetize it. It's like this guy was right on the precipice of like, you know, Apple Music coming out and Spotify eventually coming out and just like, you know, YouTube and all that. And then like, boom, you know, he's just completely canceled. And I'm not here to advocate whether it was right or wrong. I'm just saying, coincidentally, like right he when was- the rocket ship was, Oh, absolutely. Right when the rocket ship was about to take off, that's when his career went kaput. And in terms of my preference and who I like interviewing and, you know, just he was completely like my style. Like, I don't hate Joe Rogan, 
Um, but I definitely don't see the appeal. But the things that I do like about Joe Rogan, I found that this guy, Gian Gomez, he just was just more talented, more knowledgeable, better presence, just you name it. Um, I just think he had it. So anyways. Believable. Yeah, okay. I never myself listened to him. The thing is with podcasts, if he, you know, some people find new life getting to the podcast format when they were already on traditional media before, when they had a following, they, you know, like a lot of people Absolutely. have podcasts now. Um, yeah. Entirely believable. I always, you know, you reminded me when I was living in Canada, I always did think that there was, in whatever field you want to talk about, be it theater, be it like um, music, comedy, business, anything, that there was always a lot of talent um, in Canada that didn't get the platform. Like couldn't, mm-hmm. just because just, you know, whether it's funding, whether it's an audience, just the machine. So that's, I mean, yeah. that's why you get all these guys who move down Absolutely. to the States to, to get Absolutely. their platform. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so many have done it now. It's kind of just... It's not even a niche thing anymore, you know. Like, mm-hmm. it, it seems like I think uh, whether sports, comedy, all the different genres of entertainment, um, it's sort of just known. Oh, okay, yeah, so and so is from Canada. So, um, yeah, yeah, which is you know, it's it's like you know, it, it it's okay. Like I, I, you know, people know that Justin Bieber and you know Drake are from Canada. There's nothing for me for my citizenship, and you know I. <laughs> I rarely get asked about it when I'm, you know, talking to my international friends and family, but, um, you know, it's, it's cool at the same time. You know, I, I remember like, you know, Jim Carrey really standing out, you know, in the early nineties where his movies were coming out, everyone just knew he was Canadian, you know, and like, I don't think people knew he was Canadian. People still get surprised when I mention that. Yeah. No, I I think, I think, I think, I think now because he's like fully American, like he does not have his Canadian citizenship, has no desire to come back. Doesn't say anything disparaging about Canada, but like he was on the first boat out of here, man. Like it was like Jim Carrey, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. Like you're never getting, you're you're just stuck with like Bret Hart and Doug Gilmore. Well, well, what I mean is that like, if you think about the, some celebrities that have come out of Canada, they, they do get identified much more closely with Canada because of whatever it was, their content was, whatever, whether it was their content, whether it was what they have done in yeah, interviews like, or like Mike Myers, Mike Myers. Yeah. I was going to, yeah. Like Mike Myers or Drake, even, I mean, more modern mm-hmm. for example, but, but Jim Carrey was more, you know, he's the guy from in living color, the one white guy from in living color. Yeah. Ventura. So there was no, there really wasn't anything that tied him to Canada for the most part, but like Keanu Reeves, very few people re- recognize Keanu. Keanu, I'll, I'll co-sign on. I don't know. I just I, I can't say anything specific, but I always felt like Jim Carrey got like a weird Canadian rub for again very short window. I think by the time like Liar Larry came around, he was just you know he was he was Hollywood institution and no one ever brought it back. Brought, I, brought it up, to... I should say. I think I'm trying to uh, differentiate between what did the Canadian media like? Do they like to really always say, well, so-and-so from Chatham, Ontario, so-and-so from Whitby, Ontario. Whereas like, you know, it, 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 it's different when some of the media in America will they whatever it comes out more readily that so-and-so was from Canada, like Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling, like that's Ryan Reynolds. Like, well, I think Ryan Reynolds, did he play a Canadian in some movie with Sandra Bullock? I think so. Right where yeah, no Sandra yeah. Bullock was the Canadian and she married someone and then okay I didn't see Correct. the movie but the premise was yeah, it was he was, was gonna lose her visa movie, yeah okay yes well yes, okay yes. when people say rom-coms are terrible 
they got to look at it through the prism of a rom-com and not think that they're viewing like Shakespearean tragedy, right? Like it's a different genre. You gotta like, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I get what you're saying, but some, some are better than others. And you know what? Okay. Yeah. If we're grading on a scale, um, whatever that movie was, um, it, it wasn't too bad. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, rom-com I recommend, um, I love hard on Netflix was, I think what took me by surprise is the ascension of, you know, um, fuck the guy, Jin Yang. I forget his real name um, from Silicon Valley. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy O. Yang. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen, you ever seen the TV show Silicon Valley on HBO? No. Okay. If you're into dry humor, like he plays the, the guy from China and he's like, Silicon Valley is basically all these guys working in the, in the Valley and just working yeah. on their startups and their startup ideas. He's one of the guys, he's actually, he, he's from America. So he just, he puts on the accent. He's playing the guy from China. He was also in Crazy Rich Asians. He is the, the guy with the glasses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I know right. Mm-hmm. So, so his his big break was Silicon Valley. His whole his Got whole it. kind of arc is really interesting. He was a guy who studied like finance at USC. You know the traditional like you know being a good uh-huh. Asian student. And he hated that path, so he <laughs> got into got into stand up comedy. Actually, Rogan did a whole interview with him too. Got into stand up uh, comedy. Okay. Eventually, got to Silicon Valley. Gets that role in Crazy Rich, and then I'm watching like he's actually like headlining the lead on that rom-com with on Netflix. I'm like, wow. Okay. Like what a career arc. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't expected that this guy's got the traction he's getting, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that the rom-com where like he catfishes some yeah, girl? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I saw it. Jesus. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. I saw that movie. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the no, no, no. It was, it was actually, I, actually that one wasn't bad. I'm going to be straight up. That, that one was, you know, I think I had some LOL moments. Um, I got, I got my ex work buddy. He used to tell me how like, oh man, like six weeks out of Christmas, it's nothing but Hallmark movies, you know, for him and his wife. And <laughs> yeah, and he just like, you know, he does the whole pointing, you know, the finger gun at his head type of thing, and it's funny. No, like some, like you know, some rom coms are okay. Like I, I, you know, Love Actually is iconic. No, I'm not. A fan. And I remember I hate it. Well, so the thing with the thing with um the thing with uh with me is like I watched it with my mom and you know there's the Portuguese tie-in so oh. I'm like okay I think the actors are great maybe their dialogue and the storylines are a bit you know hokey and all that stuff and and I get why people might not like it but I'm not surprised why it's turned into like a cult classic and now it's like you know now it's mariah carey's song that's always popular around christmas that movie is like the most streamed during christmas i'm like okay i can i can kind of get behind that i i'm not agreeing with it i, I haven't made up my mind whether i like it or not um even though i've watched it maybe 20 30 times at this point um but you know it's one of those things that you know if if everyone's a table you're going all your friends and talking about love actually and they're going line for line and like you know you don't want to be the idiot that doesn't know what's going on with like love actually it's one of those things you and it's unfortunately one of those movies uh, that you should probably uh, you just know, know um, a cornerstone of the culture it's it's a cornerstone of bullshit conversations that come out during like group <laughs> dinner dates unfortunately and as much as i want to like talk about you know the UFC card that happened on the weekend with like Izzy Adesanya <laughs> and Robert Whittaker. Like, I, I'm I'll be lucky if I find like one person who like knew about a UFC fight, right? So, 
Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I I have watched it, but I actually all I'd remembered was not understanding what I was watching because I was expecting a story, but it's really not a story. It's just a bunch of little shorts, yeah. really. It's a collection yeah. of shorts in a single film. Yeah. Even then, mm-hmm. I don't really understand a bunch of them, so I think that's why I didn't it didn't gain traction. I'm a big I'm a big fan and student of rom coms. I'm trying to think oh. of. I mean, I, I think there's a bunch I like. But they're in the 90s. So when I mention them, a lot of people don't quite remember them. One Fine Day with Clooney and Pfeiffer. Then there was mm. the story of us with Bruce Willis and Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer as well. Um, oh. I guess I'm a big Michelle Pfeiffer fan. That's already two. That's kind of significant. Um, yeah. Th- those are the two that wow. really stand out in my head. Well, I tell people all the time that, yeah, speaking of Michelle Pfeiffer, that I consider Scarface the ultimate rom-com because, you know, they... <laughs> um, you know, it's like a taboo. You're not supposed to date the girl at work. And, you know, Al Pacino takes, you know, um, Michelle Pfeiffer. And it's like, you know, this forbidden love. And that's what leads to his downfall. And, you know, people are like, are you serious? Like, it's not the cocaine empire he built. And like, you know, causing a drug war. It's like, oh, no, no. It's definitely a rom-com. Um, so, um, yeah, man. I didn't know that about you. That, uh, you know, you're, you you kind of drop these surprises once in a while with like you know you know, survivor <laughs> survivor and rom com. Uh, you know, well, speaking of like speaking of like uh, I know we were mentioning offline like the the Super Bowl just came and went and oh um, yes, I'll just give some background like this was a really it probably will go down as one of the more exciting just NFL seasons considering how the playoffs um, was just seemingly like. Uh, epic down to the wire match up after down to the wire match up like you know just it, it brought a lot of from what i could tell like a lot of casuals and you know super bowl was decent like it was you know it wasn't wasn't a boring super bowl i wouldn't say it was the most entertaining one also but it was good enough that it came down to like a final play type of thing so okay, and, yeah. you know, the halftime the halftime show was what it was and it was definitely the right show to have in los angeles new stadium yeah. Um, so yeah, that was kind of cool. So yeah, we had some people over, um, still observing COVID restrictions. So it was, it was nice to do that. And it was like, like the weekend performed last year. And I know that like, you know, um, like I know all the weekend songs, but to have like, you know, five performers all in their fifties now performing songs of like, there are some of them are like <laughs> 30 years old. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool, you know what I mean? Like, and considering like friends our age, like we all know the songs, they're anthems, they recognize, they, yeah. they, 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 so that, that was cool. Like, I couldn't think of like a better Super Bowl to like host than one that had a halftime show that was so nostalgic, you know, and you know, everyone <laughs> could like, you know, get behind. So I don't know if you had a similar feeling watching the halftime show. Yeah, so I, I could only really watch it via clips because of the time difference. I mean, well, I right. could, but I just, I guess I didn't put, Super Bowl and NFL on the pedestal where I'm gonna subscribe to I think it's game day I forget their service um so I don't yeah. I don't watch it the same way I watch basketball but so I'm watching it by clips and particularly by Twitter and I'm following it um from afar I'm feeling the same way that you felt I I do wish I missed the fact that I didn't get to like watch the game the, like the the two conference championships live like mm-hmm. because yeah that's what I was being described as when I'm watching the, the clips. I'm like, yeah, that would have been great. It just uh, didn't line up time-wise. In terms of the Super Bowl, the halftime show, I'm curious, like, I hear, I mean, yeah, it was the best ever, the best ever. And it's like, it was great nostalgia for anybody you and I know. I don't know. I didn't hear any comments because from, like, the young guys. 
what are all the 22 year olds, 24 year olds think when they hear, I don't know. Well, I, it, it's like, it's, I, I consider myself a music fan and I actually get really frustrated. Present company excluded because I know I had to explain you who George Michael was one time, but like, you know, uh, put, put it this way. There's people who think they know music and don't admit front <laughs> of like, they don't listen to what they listen to. And it's like, I didn't like, I didn't grow up with Prince yet when Prince, did the halftime show like I knew oh, the yeah. songs and it was I was blown away. I'm like, this is like, are you kidding me? Like purple rain while it's raining. Like this is uh, like the stage. It was just it was fantastic. Um yeah. so I actually I actually like cringe a little bit when it's like, what do young people think? It's like, I don't know, <laughs> like 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 how do you not know your daddy's music? How do you not know your mommy's like movies that she grew up to? Like it's 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 actually You're something right. that I think is. I, I, actually, I, actually, I actually think I think it's something that's missing in today's culture, where you know, like we live in a culture where you watch one TED talk and you're gonna, you watch one TED talk or a Joe Rogan podcast, and meanwhile you're gonna question like I don't know a woman's you know um, birth canal in front of a gynecologist. Like that's that's what people do, right? They like in 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 the presence of actual subject matter experts you're gonna say well i actually heard this the other day and you know so we so we live in a world where like we have a bunch of know-it-alls but then like when people declare themselves know-it-alls it's like oh yeah i didn't grow up with like you know dre and snoop and i don't get the whole west coast hip-hop movement i don't get like like i don't get nwa like why are they so popular i don't understand it um that actually pisses me off believe it or not I, like i'm not easily triggered there's few things that you know about me that trigger me but like that actually does it's just like you know people will call me like an old head because i don't like to the level that this generation likes new hip-hop but the thing is i do listen to new hip-hop because i don't want to be the person i don't want to miss the next guy if he's going to be the next guy right and i think that good hip-hop is good hip-hop but you know so i get accused of being an old head but then you know, when I try and explain to someone like the relevance of, you know, Big Daddy Kane and Rakim and like, you know, that movement in New York and NWA on the West Coast, it's just like, they're like, yeah, I, I, I get it. That's the music you grew up to. But like, you know, now it's all about, you know, Drake and Future and, you know, Kendrick. Like they, they just don't, they, they acknowledge it, but they don't want to know from someone who lived about it, what the importance was. And that to me is something that I, I, I hate. That's like, that, that's something that I don't get along with, with the previous generation, because I felt like you and I did that better. Take wrestling, for example, like we didn't grow up with fucking like Luthez and, you know, Strangler Lewis and, you know, um, God, you know, any, any, yeah. any member. Like, we didn't grow up with that generation of wrestlers, but, like, you know, whenever WWE would pay homage to them, we, like, we didn't question it. We were like, oh, who are these guys? Like, they could not have been that good. Like, I, their matches, like, are barely in color television and, like, you know, the moves suck. And it's like, no, we, we, like, are smart enough to, like, understand this. It's like, man, this was, like, marquee, like, musty TV and must, and, and a hot ticket at the time. You know, we you, don't you know, miss it what the equivalence here would be right go, wrestling and going back to the music for a second like back when we were kids the acts that would perform would have been like so we're talking like early to mid 90s right so then if you're pulling out say like um michael 
Jackson. Would you say Michael Jackson was prime in the nineties or eighties? Like was that I, considered eight, ours? Eighties, eighties, like, eighties, eighties. If we're following yeah. him, is that yeah. our time? Is that a guy from our period, or would you say we're the we're like looking at it like our parents? You know what I mean? Like that's what probably. Well, well, I, I, I'd say because we were like you know we were of age. Like, you know, the TVH for us was definitely in the 90s. Like, our parents saw us listening to Michael Jackson. So, okay. you know, here's we would have what, to listen. Yeah. Here's what it would be. It'd be like Diana Ross, you know, and then mid-90s. Yeah. She, because I was just pulling up right now who performed in the 90s. Like, it's really interesting. You're getting, like, like well, first of all, like, a, a lot of these bands who are performers, they're, like, some of them are not actually musicians. They're like marching bands and then you get the Judds, I guess Winona and whoever the Judds are, Diana Ross, James Brown in 97, among others. The Blues Brothers, oh, they actually performed. That's crazy. The Blues Brothers yeah. performed in, in the Super Bowl 31. Then you get like Boys to Okay, so now you're getting to like Boys to Men and The Temptations, Smokey Robinson in 32. So like that's, um, like they're, I would say they're, they're before our generation. Um, it, I would say Super Bowl, like the whole Pepsi, like just materialistic um, dominance of the halftime show. I think sadly it really changed with the U2 performance for, you know, um, in memoriam of, of 9-11. Cause that okay. stage was just like, that was meant to captivate the eyes. I believe that's one of the very first times they actually brought in an audience just for the halftime show. And since then, it's a premier event. Like it in itself is a mini concert. So now mm -hmm. it's like they, 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 they can't go back to like, like, like Bob Dylan can't just whip out a guitar and sit on a stool and just like play his hit. It's like, and that's okay. not to say the like rock stars can't be there because like I, uh, me and my wife were talking about like, who should do it next year? I actually think they should go to Rock Room and, and someone high energy. I think Foo Fighters would be great because they haven't done it yet. And, you know, Foo Fighters is like, like a multi-dimensional band like they can rock the house even non-rock fans know them and and they're they're good they're good life so like they 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 they, they could do it they, they they have the stage presence and the showmanship to pull off this version of um the super bowl halftime show while still being great musicians that like you know rock heads who really want to preserve rock and roll will appreciate as well. I think you do have to go genre genre. You can't just do like top 40 every year. I really think you got to mix it up. I would go for someone like Foo Fighters next year. And yeah, yeah. again, okay. keep the energy, keep the energy, um, keep the relevance. Um, it's okay if someone's like not popular today, but if they're iconic, go with them and just, you know, you got to mix it up. And also maybe it depends on the city. Like, yeah, well, this was the first year in, in LA. Like, of course you're going to bring like Snoop and, uh, you know what I mean? Like, of course, you're going to go with, like, these these rap legends. Some of them aren't, you know, like, three of them were from the West Coast, but others have, like, like these are Dre. Yeah, well, the like tie-in was because they were from Interscope, and they were under, under Dre's yeah, umbrella, aftermath. so that made complete Absolutely. sense. Yeah, Aftermath, right? But and, the, and, and Dre produced all these songs, yeah. The, oh, yeah. It's, he really is, right? Like, who's who's bigger than Dre for L.A. music? Like, let's say you go cut across genres. Like, it really would start there. That's kind of who we were thinking modern times. I can't think of anything else, right? But I was going to say about, um, you mentioned U2. So as I'm looking at this list, it said Aerosmith and NSYNC um, at, at Super Bowl 35, the year be before U2. Like, that's the first time I'm seeing, like, 
one or two acts where it's just like that's the performance because before that it's like a whole ensemble like every year it's just this ensemble of people i've either heard of people i haven't heard of um but then InSync, aerosmith and then the hits u2 and then after u2 to your point it starts to become like basically single headline acts like Shania Twain, no doubt. That, well, the following then they've got a song like Jessica Simpson, Janet Jackson, P. Diddy, Nelly, Kid Rock, Justin Timberlake. That's yeah, like you talk about the signature event because before that, it's they're just you know there's some people you know, some people you don't. They're just throwing in they're throwing in like choirs, like university choirs, marching bands, yeah. Grambling well, State University. Like it's like it's like WrestleMania. WrestleMania used to be like yeah, you know, hey, let's let's, just, let's do it. Let's let's build the Chicago Center. Exactly. Let's do it at the Chicago Stadium or whatever. It wasn't even the United Center when they were at WrestleMania 13. It was the Chicago Pavilion or whatever the fuck. Um, by the way, Austin said that like that's like the best acoustic building ever, and that's probably why his match with Brett really popped. Um, you know, for people watching at home, was just the acoustics was was amazing. But like WrestleMania can't go back to a 13,000 seat arena. The Super Bowl halftime show cannot be this folksy. Hey, let's try it out some. Some, some, you know, Toledo, Ohio, you know, uh, Pentecostal choir band, you know, no, you can't do that anymore, right? You need big acts, it's big money, it's, 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 for God's sake, it probably makes money because I think these people paid to go and just leave after. Um, it's an advertised event with Pepsi and whatnot. So, I mean, Pepsi was, um, the Pepsi logo did not leave the lower third of the screen. So, yeah um, yeah it's 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 an event within an event like you already have 30 million people watching it you probably have another 5 million just watching the halftime show and then probably clicking off afterwards it's it's incredible right i'm seeing the sponsors here right so for several in a row it's bridgestone then it's been pepsi for the last few um oh they make the distinction that it's going to is pepsi zero sugar one year <laughs> okay Um, right pepsi well sorry pepsi for a while you're right um um actually you're right the last three have all been in the kind of relatively like hip-hop genre yeah you can change it up you can do crossovers you can bring in different acts together which actually i see that they actually do do that um wow there's a lot of repeats here bruno mars beyonce they just keep coming back to the super bowl mary j Blige has come more than once Okay, and how do we go so deep on this? Um, okay, no, that's good. Um, it was really great. Just it, it had a nice vibe. Just uh, like mm-hmm. at least on Twitter, you know, the rocks doing the intro. You got the stadium just filled with everybody. You got Megan and Harry. You got you got everybody from like Sean Mendes in the crowd. It's really interesting. You just it's one event. You can have even celebrities sitting like among the peons in the crowd, even though those mm-hmm. peons have to mm-hmm. spend it thousands of dollars for those tickets actually but Very so true. you know not really peons um i sent a, a i was t- tweeting so here's the thing about the super bowl you know you know the whole russia ukraine thing i mean i think the, i saw mm-hmm. the headline at one point someone from the white house said something that they were worried that putin would want to strike like in the middle of the super bowl like to disrupt the super bowl or to disrupt americans while they had their attention mm-hmm. elsewhere and mm-hmm. so then i i commented to a friend i got i went okay, like, I'm, I'm as pro-America as anybody, right? I said, you know, it's really interesting. I think Americans, I think, overestimate just how much foreigners are, or it's like Americans 
overestimate how much foreigners are aware of the Super Bowl and their relevance to Americans and, and culture. And people outside America really underestimate just how significant the Super Bowl is in American culture. I don't think there's that disconnect. Because when he mentioned that, I was like, number one, you're right. I forgot it's the Super Bowl that's coming this Sunday. Two, I absolutely never would have drawn a conclusion that Putin would give two shits about the Super Bowl. <laughs>